It's the Creator Spaces show. All right, I'll tell you a quick story. So four months ago, I get an email from the head partnerships guy over at Airtable. He sends me this message and he's like, hey, like you were telling me about this app that you wanted to build and here it is. Like literally, they copy an idea I had that I knew was going to have legs. It's called Conference Call Assistant. And at that moment, I realized I had a serious problem. I need to figure out cloning technology so that I don't miss out on ideas that I know have legs. So I decided, okay, what if I could find somebody who is exactly like me, but just in college? And that's exactly where this entrepreneur's apprentice idea came from. When you put a really hungry entrepreneur driven apprentice on there and you show him the way to becoming a business owner is by proving to your mentor that you have got those cojones of steel that you're going to go in and really pick up and do. And then that business owner becomes your new business partner in the future. So I'm pairing you with your future business partner and investor for the rest of your life. And when you put that sort of fire under a college student who wants this life, who wants to become a creator, who wants to do this, they will walk through brick walls for you. So you mentioned college student just now. Yep. That is key because I actually just sent you over in the chat growth apprentice position that I have just tossed up for a remote full-time apprentice. This is really somebody I'm looking to manage part of my social presence and then work with me to help create and curate my content output. So not quite the same sort of role. Oh, but it is. So here's why I would say that this actually does line up. This is the sort of individual who is going to step in and push forward to see what's going on in where you want to go. The whole idea of an apprentice is that eventually they become a master and they are not going to stay in the same role as an apprentice in the long term. And you want somebody who doesn't want to be an assistant in the long term. You're looking for somebody who's going to invest into it so that you can then elevate them to a chief of staff or growth manager. I know you've got a really interesting hiring process for weeding out some of these people, finding the best entrepreneurs in the bunch. Mm -hmm. I just sent you the link to the applicants that I've gotten so far. Okay. Now, would you even look at the resumes? What would you do first? Okay, so this is actually interesting. And many of you that are listening are probably like, wait, is he about to tell us exactly how he goes out and finds these entrepreneurs? Yeah. And the reason why I don't care that anybody knows about my process is because I have a mentality of growth abundance mindset. So it's that idea that there are so many opportunities in the world. If you help someone out, so let's say that a recruiter or somebody's listening to this call and they want to understand this process and they go out there, if I can help that individual listen right now. And so I want you to take away, if you came to this podcast with a scarcity mindset, this is the moment to change. Because if you will go with an abundance mindset, the world will pay you back. Karma is real. You will see dividends from educating because that's what the big companies don't do. They don't educate. And that's what the little companies should do is educate because that education, the the experience is the real value they have to offer the world and people will flock to them to see where it goes. 
So to answer your question, no, I wouldn't look at the resumes. The first thing, just looking at your sheet here, your questions here are not quite strong enough for what I would do. So I love that you have expected salary. I love that you even put a video intro in there. First thing I would do is I would actually add some more questions. So I'm looking for questions that are going to challenge the person to see their real level of interest. I want somebody who's hungry. So when they come in, why would you be a good fit is a good question. That's one of the questions you have on here. But I would actually go deeper. And I would say, instead of why would you be a good fit? I would say, what makes you better than all the other people who are filling out this form for the role that I've specified? That would be one oh, question I would throw I'm on there. In on these, I'm not sure they took my questions verbatim. Because I oh. think the question I wrote was something to the effect of what unique skills do you bring that makes you the best for this role? Sure. Uh, and it's looking like they've watered that down. So if they've watered that down, what I would do is I would actually email them and say, thank you so much. I've read through what you've done. Make sure that you actually do some filtering. Like you've got one or two people on here who literally all they did is throw on their resume and their email. And that was it. And if you're filling out a job form and you won't take the 10 minutes to do that, you don't want it bad enough. And so I would immediately eliminate anybody who left some of that other stuff out. And then I would email all of the others and say, hey, here is a 10 question survey with other questions that would be specific to like, this is your first interview. And it would be 10 open ended questions that would tell you more about what that candidate is. And what I'm looking for in those initial interviews is passion, scrappiness, humility. I actually have a couple of questions in there that are like, the arrogant guy is totally just going to fall into my trap of this question. And mm -hmm. he's going to go on and on about himself. And I love it, actually, when people say, what makes you more qualified for this position than others? I love it when people say, honestly, I'm probably not the most qualified candidate. I love that humility, seeing that in the form for what's there. So you have to find that balance. And then I call them up, give them a pitch on what it is, what Entrepreneur's Apprentice is, how it functions, where they go, all the exciting stuff there. And at the end of the call, I challenge them to go take the Colby test, which is a $55 test that they have to pay for. And I tell them it's not required, but highly recommended. And my goal in that five to 10 minute call was to establish myself as their first Entrepreneur's Apprentice mentor. So I tell them, like, go take this test. And the test is, I will reimburse anyone who takes the test, but I don't tell them that ahead of time. And the reason I don't tell them that is because I'm testing their ability to take a risk. And remember, for a college student, $55 is two weeks worth of groceries. So will you risk two weeks worth of groceries in exchange for the opportunity from some random dude who you met on the call. So are you humble enough that you see that? Are you compatible enough with the culture and the type of person that I am that you're willing to take that risk? And so I used to say the only way you could pass the test was to just point blank go out and take the test. And I found enough people who were gutsy enough to just straight up tell me no. <laughs> no, I'm not taking that test. Yeah. You're crazy. And I actually decided that I liked that enough that I would let them in on the, okay, I'll reimburse you. Yeah. So I decided that was still a pass. And then what I said is, okay, cool. I'll reimburse you. I'll them know you. Remember, they have zero knowledge as to who I could be some crazy 
from anywhere. Then if they take the test, I do. I reimburse them immediately. But they still had to take the risk that I'm some fly-by-night who's not actually going to continue them through the process and push them through. And I've had multiple who take the test without question, right there on the spot. Boom, take the test. And those guys float to the top of my interview list because they're humble enough, but they're also risk takers, which is a rare combination, right? Generally, when you're a huge risk taker, you tend to gain some arrogance that can be a problem. So it's almost interesting because I'm looking for a level of humility that I didn't have when I was in college. And so then I've got a series of other tests. I do a technical aptitude test where I actually make them go figure Wait, something so you out on Zapier. Test? No, I wouldn't have. It means that I'm looking for someone who's further ahead, have the same aptitudes that I had when I was in college, but a level of humility that I did not have when I was in college. That's the key here. Because if they're not teachable, why would you ever bring anybody who's not teachable on as an apprentice? The whole point is to teach them. Yeah. So humility wouldn't have passed. A big theme in your path of entrepreneurship and the path through apprenticeship. That's maybe the key characteristic outside of desire for growth. Well, I had to be. Going back to my past, the reason I was humble enough to take that job as an unpaid internship is because I got my butt fired and escorted from the building (laughs) of a newspaper company. And honestly, that brought me really low because I thought I was a really smart dude. And I tried to start some of my own businesses at that point and failed miserably. And I decided I just got to figure out how to provide for my family and I'll figure this out later. And that's when I went and worked for that advertising agency. So yeah, I had the humility shoved right down my throat or I was given the opportunity to become a little more humble. I believe by God, like I think he put me in a situation that forced me into eating some humble pie. So I would not have passed my test without being fired from that newspaper advertising company because it wasn't until then that I realized like I was such a hot shot in college that I was like, I'm never going to have a boss. I've been trying to find a boss for the past year and a half. Oh yeah? You want a boss now, huh? Yeah, I think there comes a point in your journey as an entrepreneur that if you haven't had to work for somebody else in any sort of serious way, that you have to go reach that next level of skill. 